TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to At Your Service. I'm your host tonight, Scott Jagow. If you listen to morning radio, then you probably know who I am. I'm host of Total Information AIM Friday through Sunday, sometimes other days, like I'll be doing next week. Uh, I'll be joined by the host of a new podcast in the 9 o'clock hour. She spent four years investigating a murder in Alabama. The crux is there's a man who's been on death row for 25 years for killing a sheriff's deputy. Everyone knows he didn't do it. It's the worst case of injustice I've ever heard about, and you'll learn why coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. But first, I'm going to do something I've done a couple times in my career, and that is to bring some people on the air that I've met in the community, regular people. You never know who you're going to meet. For example, when I was younger, I filled in on this NPR show called The Story with Dick Gordon. I had to fly into North Carolina to do it, so I stayed at a hotel near the station, and I went to the restaurant next door there. At the bar, I met a man named Tom, and he told me some great stories, so I asked him to come on the air, and he did a couple days later. One of those stories was about him coaching a Little League team long ago, and there was a kid named Maurice. Maurice was really awful at baseball, like lupus in the Bad News Bears. Well, it came to pass the team got to the championship game, and Coach Tom had a philosophy that everyone gets to play. They were up a few runs, so Maurice got his assignment in left field for the final inning. The other team mounted a comeback, however, and with one out to go, Tom's squad was up one run, and the opponent had the winning runs on base with two outs. Everyone was screaming to take Maurice out of the game. Here is what Tom told me on the air, if I can find it. (laughs) Here we go. I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. He stays in left field. Why, though? Why? Because he couldn't catch, he couldn't hit, he couldn't He's in there. He deserves to play. He's in the game. I'm not going to take him out. We are going to win or lose with the team we have on the field. But all the kids and probably the parents, too, wanted him out of the game. Oh, yeah. 
Well, yeah, parents more than kids, probably, because <laughs> they wanted this team to win. So I've suspended the ball in mid-flight as it's heading out to left field. Goes out to left field. It is a sunny day, and this poor kid, I think he was more worried about protecting himself from getting hit on top of the head. He was literally staggering. I thought that that he was actually going to fall down. He's got the glove on top of his head to protect himself. And as fate would have it, the ball drops into the glove. Third out, the team ran out there like they had just won the World Series. They surrounded him. They they uh, carried him off the field. Greatest moment. And his father came up to me every Sunday after church and for at least three years and said, you'll never know what that moment did for my son. For three years, every Sunday? For three years, every Sunday, his dad and and I used to go to church at the same time, and he always used to find a reason to talk about that and thank me for that. But what did that mean to you to have his father say that every Sunday? It just proved to me that the philosophy that every kid should play is the right way to coach sports. Everybody needs a chance. Uh, we had a sports banquet at uh, at the close of the year. I told that story. Uh, this young man got the uh, most improved player trophy, and it's a uh, it's a moment I'll never forget. Now, do you know what happened to this uh, this left fielder? I do. After they graduated from college, I think my son called me one day and he said, "Hey, do you know who's on Comedy Central?" And I said, "Who?" He says. Mo Rocca, and that is the young man that we just talked about. That whole story was about Mo Rocca. That whole story was about Mo Rocca. Comedy Central and HBO and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. That's right. Wow. You just said the father came up to you every Sunday and said, you'll never know what that meant to my kid. We're going to find out right now because Mo Rocca's on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe it. Hello. How are you? Good. I love I love hearing the story. I've I got so swept up into it myself now. That was exciting. I think my catch looked something like the famous photo of Ty Cobb, except <laughs> that I was, you know, ninety pounds probably, and uh, <laughs> I looked like I was going to snap in half if the ball hit my mitt any harder. <laughs> <laughs> but Mo, that was a long time ago. How how well do you remember that moment, really? I I, I actually remember it very very well. I remember earlier in the game. I think I had. And, and this is how well I know I, 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 how good I was at baseball. I was going to say I, I fumbled earlier <laughs> in, the, uh, in the game, and uh, and but then this ball came right at me, and I, I think I probably felt like it was a chance to redeem myself. And you know, against the, against all odds, as far as I was concerned, I I you know ran and leapt and got the ball, and then yeah, and then everybody came out and ran. And it was one of those great confidence building moments. Mo Tom was very courteous in his description of your athletic skills from that age but it sounded like you know you weren't uh, exactly an athlete at that age uh, why did you no, wind not up- at all i was a complete spaz <laughs> thank you <laughs> i was trying to be polite too now so why did you end up on a baseball team then it was a group activity that i that i think i and my father didn't push me to do it and my mother certainly didn't but i kind of felt that i should so i did it was a good challenge. It was also kind of scary because I wasn't I wasn't adept at it. 
and the and the ball was hard <laughs> when it hit you. So, but uh, no, that for me was a, was a moment of, of real accomplishment. That was well over ten years ago. You can hear it in my voice how much younger I was. But what a cool thing to happen! I met this guy randomly at a bar, and then. He tells me a story about this left fielder who is nine years old, and it turns out it was Mo Rocca, who is, you know, most people know who he is, comedian, commentator, writer, journalist. He's become pretty famous, but I just love that that happened. And then I told the producers at the station, man, this guy has a great story. We got to get him on. And then they're like, well, let's get Mo Rocca on. So we made it happen. It was a magical moment of radio, and that's what I love about this. And so, coming up this hour, I have two guests from the St. Louis community who I just met hanging out at places. They are interesting people, and I just wanted to have them on. So we're going to do that coming up next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to At Your Service. I'm Scott Jagow, your host for this evening. And I am glad to be joined by Ryan Schleicher. Did I get that right? That's right. Man, I'm good sometimes. You're killing it. <laughs> so, Ryan, and it's not Ryan, it's R-Y-N-E, right? Yes. Where did that name come from? It is a river in Germany. And Spelled differently. Family was really into all things German. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the spelling comes... Uh, you think back to the late 80s, early 90s, uh, Ryan Sandberg. Oh, yeah. A true Cardinals killer. Um, that's where the spelling comes from. That's great. So Ryan and I met at the TikTok Tavern in the Tower Grove East neighborhood, just hanging out, and Ryan is occasionally a bartender there. And so we were talking, and I know he has a passion for radio. And again, as I told you that story that uh, I just opened with, about meeting a guy who was a Little League coach and one of his players was Mo Rocca. I got him on the air, and I like to do that occasionally. Just 
people that I meet, bring them in and hear their stories because everybody has a story. And I know, Ryan, yep. you have a story. And I know that you're very into radio. So let's talk a little bit about that. What is your interest in radio? Well, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, my interest in radio, um, since I was really little, is uh, is uh, the natural medium that it is. Um, it's it, You don't get better storytelling than that. Big into storytelling. It's um, I just think that's integral to the human experience and um, um, still to this day, you know, perfected a hundred years ago um, and still a perfect medium today. Yeah. I think that's a great perspective. I love storytelling, obviously. Uh, but today it's a little more convoluted. I mean, we're on AM radio, which some, for some crazy reason, the car makers were trying to get rid of. Ooh. And there was a lot of pushback on that, thankfully, because AM radio has always been tried to be murdered. <laughs> it's been trying, they've been trying to kill it always? for decades. Oh, yeah, long time ago. You know, when FM came along, they were like, AM's dead. And then when satellite radio came along, AM's dead. No, it's not. And neither is radio, terrestrial radio at all. Uh, satellite radio was supposed to kill terrestrial radio in general, and then podcasts were supposed to do it. And it just hasn't happened because radio is valuable. And when you're in your car, it's and it's local. So this is the thing that some of these other outlets do not have is locality, local shows where you get information about your community. And this has always been the strength of radio. So I also know, Ryan, that you are an audiophile. You love audio. I was almost about to mention, I was <laughs> like, this AM radio talk uh, kind of sounds like vinyl. Yeah. Similar technology. Yeah. This it's come back. Oh, big time! Huge, but you'll still you'll still come across people. You'll still come across people be like, "Oh, I didn't know uh, uh, people still bought records." It's <laughs> in 2022, uh, in 2021, and 2022, world breaking, world breaking vinyl sales. Yeah, all genres, all eras. Um, yeah, and I I think it's just one of those things. Um, if it works, um. It's going to work. Yes. It's going to work seemingly forever. And we at the TikTok have a, a record player. Yes. A new one. It's one of those. It's very cool looking, by the way. I have a picture of I've it. I've never I, seen a vertical one. I, it's vertical. It's a vertical record player. So it sits straight up and you put the record on it. And then there's like a little magnet thing that goes on to clip it on. Or I don't know. Magnet wouldn't be clipping it. But you know what I'm yep. saying. And then you play it and it goes around. But it's, it's facing... It's straight up, which I had never seen. Most of them are flat, you know, and it's it's awesome. To, it's the sound quality is so good, still is always. Yeah. Well, and you you know why that is? Tell me. I I think it's just because it's literally the sound waves etched in the tiniest, minute grooves. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that it can just stand on itself, you know. Um. And that's I I think that's the beauty of it. I think there's the the cra the vinyl crackle, you know. That's I think some people would think that's a flaw, but um, isn't everything in life not shiny and perfect? There's a saying from the legendary uh, singer songwriter Leonard Cohen. Yes, everything has a crack in it. 
that's how the light get in gets in. It's a famous. It's, it's it literally is my favorite saying of all time. I love that saying. I've always said it. I actually wrote a short story once with that title. Everything has a crack in it. That's how the light gets in. And to bring that up about vinyl is perfect. That's exactly the example. I love the crackle of the vinyl records. It's Most beautiful. People Most people do. I uh, side note. I would love it if you brought that short story into the bar okay (laughs) yeah i'll bring it in sometime uh but in terms of the uh what you do with audio can you tell me what it is that you're working on or what you do on the side Hmm. you do music right i yes yes and no um i like to say that i um Dabble. Dabble, I guess. Um, <laughs> a couple months ago, you were just like, oh, you're you're Ross on Friends with the synthesizer. And I'm like, I... I was joking, of course. Of course. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's kind of funny. No, but it sounds like you're very passionate about it. Oh, I mean, 100%. I always have been. Um, I mean, there's there's stories of when I was just very, very young. I was always singing, always dancing. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, it was... I never really knew what I was going to be, you know, what, what are you going to be when you grow up? I'm still, I guess I'm still, <laughs> you're, you're young enough to still be figuring it out, right? Uh, <laughs> you maybe, crossed maybe that not. threshold yet? Hopefully not. Well, Leonard, Leonard Cohen was 40 when he first releases. Exactly. First no one crosses that threshold. Honestly, if you live life to your fullest, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can, Start doing something when you're 65 or 70 or 75. Certainly, Yeah, I mean, I still have interests that I start, you know, I started later in life. I didn't play guitar till I was probably 30. And, you know, when I was a kid, I kind of thought about it and wanted to do it, but I never took that step. And then eventually I finally did. And it was so much harder to learn the guitar when you're 30 than when you're six. Yeah. <laughs> because, but, A, your fingers are way bigger. How do you feel about that, Scott? I mean, it was a great experience. I, I I enjoyed the, but it was challenging. It was so, I know it was so much harder than if I had started earlier. Just like learning a language. You're a sponge when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You get older, you're set in your ways or your ears aren't as, uh, you've already kind of developed. It's so much harder to learn. I also tried to learn piano and that was when I was in my forties and that That's, was way harder than trying to learn guitar. But what if you hadn't? What if you hadn't? Think of that regret. Yeah. I don't think, I think it's better to, to, to do things, to not pigeonhole yourself into just one thing, be a multifaceted individual, which I know you are talking with you. Uh, We've been friends, I guess, about a year now. Yeah, probably. Um, And that's always my thing is... You never want to live a life where you're regretting something. It's like, oh, I could have done this. I, I could have done that. Well, just go out and do it. You know? Um, radio is always something that I've loved. Always wanted to dabble in. I m- mentioned that to you. And um, here I am today. That's right. So right now you are hearing a moment of someone doing something that they've never done before, and that is Ryan being on the air. And we made it possible, the two of us, 
and I'm so happy. We're, we're not done yet. We're going to do a little more talking, but I'm going to take a break. It is 828. This is At Your Service on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Best newscast in the country. The KMOX Newsroom, national winner of the Edward R. Murrow Award for Best Newscast in America. Welcome back to At Your Service on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. I'm Scott Jagow. Glad to be joined this evening by Ryan Schleicher. Ryan as an R-Y-N-E, huh? It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you taking your time on a Tuesday evening to chat with us. Ryan is somebody I met in the community uh, months ago, and he has a passion for radio. And while I'm doing this program tonight, I thought, well, let's bring in a couple people from the community who I've met and who have a passion for radio, but who haven't had the opportunity to be on the air. So this is Ryan's opportunity. We've been talking about radio and about vinyl and about audio, but let's now talk a little bit of sports because you're a Packers fan, and how did that happen? Well, uh, we're talking about opportunity. We're talking about seizing the day. We're talking about carpe diem. (laughs) Nothing encapsulates that more in my head uh and i mean i guess it it's just formative years and whatnot the 90s what good times then michael jordan and brett Favre, mm-hmm. and football football sundays were big um for me growing up big for my family growing up it was always on every single sunday and this was a time before the St. Louis or after the St. Louis Cardinals football team had left and before the Rams had got here. Um, and so, it just tended to be, I, just, I saw those yellow helmets every <laughs> single Sunday and one guy, one guy that encapsulates that grab the ball mm-hmm. bowl by the horns Yeah, in Brett Favre slinging it. So it was Brett Favre that kind of turned you into a Packers fan. A little bit, you know, um, as you, you personally know, people listening don't, but uh, huge history buff, um, the Packers organization themselves, owned by the people. Yeah, that's a good point. Started by the people. Mm-hmm. These were factory w- workers. They're the freaking Packers. <laughs> They're the meat Packers. That's right. There's nothing, I, do, I think, that encapsulates. Greatest name in sports, Packers. Uh, <laughs> Bills. Really? But, um, no, you you think back, there's so much history to that. You know, you think, boom, 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 the Packers and the Bears, Curly Lambo. Like, it's just, there's so much to it. There's a realness there. Yeah, and it's the smallest market in the NFL. Buffalo, by the way, is the second smallest market, so we're a fan of the two smallest markets in the NFL, which comes with it this passion about football and their team, you know, die hard. At the same time, you know, we get a lot of grief and it's also resources and you tend to be thankfully because the Packers were owned by the people and the bills were saved by an owner who prevented us miraculously being, we, did you know that we would have been sold? The bills would have been sold to Donald Trump and John Bon Jovi. That's who was going to buy the bills until this billionaire Buffalo guy 
Pagula, Terry Pagula, stepped in and saved the team. And saved everyone's lives. And saved a lot of people's lives. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Since you're a bartender in the Tower Grove East neighborhood, I want to ask you about the traffic. or Not necessarily the traffic. The cars whizzing on Grand. I saw yesterday uh, a a bicyclist get hit by a car at Magnolia and Grand. And this is the second time I have witnessed this. It's very bizarre that I have witnessed both of these. In the first case, the person died. In this case, I saw the person and I thought, oh, my gosh, that person is dead. Also, the other one was a couple years ago, but they still have flowers there. It's the exact same spot. I don't know why within a two-year span I have seen both of these things happen, but I stopped both times. Somebody else had already called 911, but I wanted to you know, help in any way I could, and it turns out responders got there, and he, this time, the man stood up like Lazarus. He rose up from the pavement. Oh I couldn't believe God. it. I was so happy. But, man, you you live in that area or you work in that area. What is the deal with these drivers, man? I've noticed an uptick, and it's actually – so I, I work, I hang out. Um, I'm found around in the Tower Grove area a lot. Um, but I live in Dutchtown. And um, it is just, it's Mad Max Fury Road. I'm honestly more fearful when I get in a vehicle and drive it than I am walking on the streets. It's insane. I've noticed it's a distinct uptick in traffic crimes, just anecdotally from my personal experience, mm-hmm. um, uh, since 2020, since the lockdown, since yeah. COVID. Um, and I think my, the only thing I can think of, and I guess my mind kind of, I'm just one of those kind of dudes, but my mind immediately goes, well, this must be strife. This must be people that have nothing to lose. Yeah. Like when, when you're rock bottom, when you're beneath rock bottom, I guess respect for human life, including your own, just. Might go out the window. It might be that because they definitely don't have respect for other people's lives because they go 90 on grand in a 45 or 35 and they blow through lights and it's just horrific. And I've lived in a lot of different cities and I have never experienced anything like this where maybe in some of these other cities, the traffic was so bad people couldn't drive that fast. But here the traffic isn't that bad, but people cannot stop driving way over the speed limit with no regard for other people, especially pedestrians and cyclists. It happened on my way here. What happened? <laughs> I, I mean, must have been going 90, mm. not down Grand, not down a main road, yeah. but Winnebago. I, it, it's, I, it's infuriating. It's, <laughs> it, it's yes, indeed, to, to, for everyone. Uh, and, and what do you, what do you do about that? Um, it's kind of made me personally reevaluate what I think about car insurance. I'm kind of <laughs> like you, you, you yeah. you're laughing because you know me and I, I'm a That's lot okay. of insurance stuff. I'm not knocking anybody that's in the insurance sure. field, insurance industry and stuff can be very predatory to the little guy, to the common guy. But I'm like, wow. Uh, yeah, this is exactly why we we all need insurance why we need um uh registration up to date um 
because like you just you see these temporary tags and whatnot and um that's the that's the only thing i can think of of, of tackling this issue is right. that and i don't know that's for another show we'll have a whole show about that right ryan i got one more question for you sure what do you love about being a bartender i love um to go full circle back to um we're talking about um storytelling storytelling <laughs> exactly yeah we're talking about season of the day. We're talking about storytelling, and um, that is the most intrinsic thing that we can do. Um, even when you're in a hell of just speeding drivers <laughs> everywhere, we can talk to each other. Even in this day, even in this day and age where everything is instantaneous stimuli, no one has any attention span, it, everything is plastic, no brick and mortar anymore. We can talk to each other. We can buy each other a beer. That's awesome. I'm going to end it that way. Ryan Schleicher, thanks so much for your time, hanging out, being a friend. I appreciate you coming on. You were awesome. I love you, man. And thank you for your stories and your interest in radio. You did a great job. It is at your service on KMOX. Now I'd like to welcome to the studio Carrie Carlson who is someone I met at a local restaurant a couple weeks ago, and we got to talking, and she expressed her interest in radio. And so I said, okay, I've got a show coming up. Why don't you come in? So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, Carrie, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you're a nurse, but let's go back before that. Are you from St. Louis? What's your backstory? I am. I am from Baldwin. Stayed here for college. I actually went to SLU, played soccer there. I did my undergraduate there. I had a degree in uh, criminal justice and a certificate in forensic science. I actually went after that to go get my master's at George Washington up in DC in forensic science. However, maybe didn't do a whole lot of research before that. Um, It was a nice uh, six months there. I support cops. I do not want to be one. Was that what was your interest then in forensic science and criminal justice? I loved the whole CSI thing. Loved it, you know, mm-hmm. the crime shows. I just thought I've always been fascinated with that. Um, I did an internship with homicide in college down here, and that was great. That had to be crazy. It was crazy. Tell me a story. Give me one thing. I will. Uh, first day there, they took me down to the riverfront, pulled out a floater, which is a body. A body. Um, and I'll just, I mean, I got that vision still in my head. Eyes kind of gone from the fish, nose. He had his sketchers on. Great condition. I've always thought that'd be a great uh, commercial for sketchers. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know about I that. I don't know about that either. But I was like, <laughs> man, we all noticed it. So I'll never forget that. Um, had I mean, a couple not, other incidences too. But that, I mean, first day, you can't beat that. Well, not many people have seen a dead body. No. I mean, besides in a casket at our funeral, Correct. I'm talking about a dead body who hasn't been dragged out of the river yet. I mean, that's a, that is a hell of a story. It is. And there's others, but they're a little more, that's sad too. But, you know, the, the uh, cause of death and the other ones were, were sad. So, um, but yeah, so I, I did, I enjoyed it. As morbid as it sounds, I really enjoy that stuff. I still, I can sit there all day and watch the ID channel. I love it. Uh, We're on the same page here. I love it. In fact, in the next hour, I will be talking to the host of a podcast 
called Ear Witness, mm. which is about this excruciatingly painful case in Alabama where there's a man still on death row for a, a murder that he definitely did not commit. And everyone knows it, but the system is still keeping him on death row. You'll have to tune in because it is a fascinating story. But so anyway, I have this passion about true crime stories as well. Yes. So 100%, I thought that's exactly what I'd want to do. As I said, I did not do very good research before going to GW. Although I did think maybe FBI too. Um, I would have had to have been a street cop for a couple years to get into. I thought, no, no way. Um, Medicine has always been the medical side. My whole dad's side is doctors. My brother's a doctor. So that's kind of always been in my veins too. Um, I thought about being a vet, um, but no. So I went back to SLU. Um, if you have a degree in another area, it's called an accelerated program. It's one year. It, it definitely kicks your butt, but it's worth it. Now I'm at SLU Hospital. I've been there for 15 years. Yeah, we were talking about um, cops and Atlanta, the city of Atlanta was in town this past weekend recruiting for its police department in St. Louis. That's how bad it is in terms of the staffing shortages at police departments. Now I want to ask you, since you're a nurse, I know there are staffing shortages at hospitals. What has that situation been like recently? So I think COVID really has changed the landscape of healthcare um, in general, especially nursing. Um, A lot of people, a lot of new nurses quit when COVID hit, um, staffing still continues to be an issue. And I think that's a universal thing. That's just not at SLU hospital. Um, actually SLU did go on strike a couple weeks ago for that reason, amongst others. I remember that. Yeah. Um, pay, you know, everything, you know, I think it's a profession like teachers and police that, you know, I think you're underappreciated, you're underpaid, you're overworked. Um, so we are, we're a union. Um, we're the only union hospital in St. Louis. Um, there might only be one other in Missouri, actually. The, there are two other issues that I remember the nurses talking about besides pay mm-hmm. uh, was the safety issue inside the hospital where people were threatening nurses or the ER where you have people just coming in with all kinds of problems and uh, so there was that issue, but there was also the pay that traveling nurses get. Yes. So Huge. what is going on yeah. with this? Why are traveling nurses getting so much more money than the regular staff nurses? So this has been an ongoing issue, and it's actually a reason why a lot of nurses are leaving and doing the travel. It, you know, it's like I said, I think COVID created it too, because no one was wanting to work during COVID. They we're paying nurses crazy amount of money to go travel to other cities where, you know, like Boston was a big one. And now it's still, it's sticking around. The nurses that have been loyal, that have stayed during this period, we didn't see any sort of pay raise, any sort of crisis pay. But you, you have these travel nurses coming in and making about double, triple what you're making. And half the time, and it's no offense to them, because I don't think they get trained real well. They don't know the policy. They don't know procedures. So they're constantly coming to you asking you, what do I do? How do I do this? And it's like, oh my gosh, like this, this is, it's just not fair. And I think a lot of people are really fed up with that. You worked during the pandemic. Yes. What was that like for you? It was horrible. It was horrible. You know, policy shifted. You know, you're only supposed to wear an N95 mask one time. 
they were telling us wear it for three days. You know, I know they were trying to protect the, you know, the use of the PPE equipment, um, which is what we use in isolation. But it, it seemed like our safety was not regarded at all. At SLU, they would have a COVID floor. So all the COVID patients would go there. So when you were on that day, you, your whole team was COVID. And this was before we really knew much about it. No vaccines, you know, so I think a lot of people were putting their, you know, health at risk as well. And you heard a lot of nurses that passed away from COVID for, you know, for treating these patients that I don't think we were well equipped to treat. You've been doing it 15 years. Why are you still doing it, given all the things (laughs) we've just been talking about? Honestly, I ask myself that a lot. I really do. Um. I know I said underappreciated, underpaid. It is a gratifying job. You know, it is, especially when you get to see the results. A lot of times you don't. So you send people out to rehab or, you know, and you, you don't see them, you know, come back. And I will say with nursing, uh, for anyone who, who's considering it, it's job stability. You can go anywhere and find a job. I mean, anywhere. And yes, it, it might, and you can make as much money as you want. I mean, you can. Um, you could, you, there's always overtime if you need it. And like I said, you could do the travel and, you know, for young nurses and the agents, you know, agency nurses, which is like a local travel. Um, and it's a good way to see the country too. And they'll give you a stipend, a living stipend. I mean, so there's ways and the schedule, I can't beat the schedule. I make my own schedule. I pretty much get whatever days I, I want off. Um, like I don't have to wait to be approved for a vacation. I just put it down and I get it three twelves. So, I mean, you're off more days than you are. Yeah, that's not bad. You know, do you have a specialty? So I'm float pool. What that means is I'm not on a set floor. It's really kind of nice. I kind of just, I wake up in the morning. I check my phone. It tells me what floor I'm going to. So I could be trauma one day. I could be oncology the next day. I kind of don't get into the politics, so to speak of the floor. I kind of just come in under the radar, do my job and leave. And I think the other thing too, if I'm on vacation, I'm not checking work emails. I'm not getting, you know, phone calls. You literally don't prep for it and you don't take any work home. That's a huge thing. That is nice. Do you have a story that you can tell about a patient or some situation that you've been in that shows the gratification of your job? It is, it's rare, but sometimes you do get a nice... These are the best nurses. You guys are the best. Night. It's simple things. They'll bring in food for us, you mm-hmm. know, and that's nice. Um, they'll write cards. Um, there's Daisy Awards too that patients and family can nominate a nurse for, and so that's kind of forms of gratification. SLU is, I will say, a difficult hospital. It's a level one trauma in a city. Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, it, it's definitely trying, and. But I, I kind of enjoy working with that population, honestly. Well, good. Yeah. I'm, we need people like you <laughs> yeah. who, who do have a passion for it and are good at it and stick with it. Right. So thank you yes. for what you do. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. We'll continue our conversation with Carrie Carlson. We'll talk about something else next and the host of a new alarming podcast. It's all coming in the next hour of At Your Service. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.